Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years now. And each month on these calls, uh, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course. This is a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our seminars as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. Again, that's psiseminars.com. The topic for tonight's call is leadership, which is something that we work with in all of the Psy courses. Even though we offer both men's and women's leadership seminars that are specifically designed to focus on leadership, all of our classes incorporate some level of uh, leadership training. So let's get going here. We do have hundreds of people on the line this evening, and we'll get to as many questions as we can. First, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. We have a very special guest with us this evening, Mr. Paul Thied. He began his journey with PSI seminars in 1991 by attending the PSI Basic Seminar, and then in 1995 he became an instructor for the class. As a direct result of using the tools from the PSI courses, he married the woman of his dreams, also known as the world's greatest father. He is a dad to his 11-year-old son and now, what, 28, 29-month-year-old twins? Or 28-month-old twins, yeah. Uh, Right. In addition to uh, his commitment to facilitating for PSA seminars, Paul owns a motorcycle suspension company, and he is the first person ever to exceed 200 miles per hour on an electric motorcycle and the current world record holder, having hit 215.9 miles per hour. So he's going to share with us tonight. Paul, are you there? Yes, I'm here. And, Kat, thanks for having me. I actually was thinking about that as your... uh as you're introducing me, I'm going to get a lot of mileage out of that first over 200 miles an hour on electric motorcycle. So uh, I, I don't get tired of it whenever you say it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, we I, can I, add it in again at some point, I'm sure. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I'm actually privileged to be able to do this uh, back-to-back months here. Uh, I was able to do the podcast or the uh, teleseminar there last month. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back again. Well, we had a great response oh. last month. You're back by popular demand. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. So uh, anyway, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, you know, you had uh, had tossed this uh, the subject of leadership out to me, and um, you know, one more time, I my reaction was the same as I have reacted to. Uh, I think most of the other times that I've been uh, offered opportunities to speak, it's like. Leadership, oh my goodness, that is a huge subject. How am I possibly going to cover everything in uh, in an hour or in uh, in the time that we have allotted here? And mm-hmm. uh, and so you know, I, I but I just started kind of collecting my thoughts. I think one of the neat things about the podcast in general, or the teleseminars in general, is that is that not only do I get to hear other people's presentations on you know their their perspectives and their viewpoints on it. But I also get to review it and kind of put things into into coherent thought myself, and so I'm really excited about this one. And and uh, so let's go ahead and get started. Great. So uh, you know when it, when it when we look at leadership, 
when people hear leadership, they react to it differently. And I think that sometimes that depends on where they are in their own lives at that moment. And, and if we look at it, there's certainly leadership of self, which we talk about in site seminars all the time. There's leadership of family. There's leadership in significant other relationships or, or personal one-on-one relationships. There's leadership in business. There's leadership in, in, in city-state government and, and leadership in the world. And so it's a subject that is an enormous subject, but it all starts with the leadership of self. And that's where we really focus most of our attention uh, as far as this subject is concerned in site seminars. And so that's introduced in the basic seminar. In fact, it's, it's introduced in the opening of the basic. And you know, Tom Wilhite introduced it, well, he talked about it in the I am. And the I am, for, th- for those people that have not done uh, Cybasic, Tom Wilhite considered the I am to be the foundational concept of all the concepts. And without doing a, a, a total uh, uh, presentation on the I am, it really is talking about what are the conversations that we have about ourselves to ourselves. Who are we as human beings? And I, I think that, that that question of who am I uh, is, is, is maybe one of the most important questions that can ever be asked by anyone. And, and, and if it's never asked, it's obviously never answered. But we'll, we'll, you know, Tom Wilhite talked about it in, in the I Am, and, and one of the things that he's so, – so we talk about what are the, the, the I Am's that we have about ourselves. And he talked about maturity – Specifically, and he says, let's look at maturity as as just that. Maturity as creatures that mature. So animals, you know, pigs and cows and whatnot mature physically, but human beings not only mature physically, they also mature emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And maturity, he says, he goes, maturity is understanding and accepting the responsibility of the way that you think. So understanding and accepting the responsibility of the way that you think. And so what, what does that mean? You know, many people have thought about maturity as accepting the responsibility of our actions. You know, just taking responsibility or being willing to pay the price for our actions as opposed to the way that we think. But the, the, what, what Will Hyde pointed out was, that the way that, that we do, the things that we do, are a result of the way that we think. And so everything is because of the way that we think. And so, you know, when, when he looked at it, he goes, okay, the, the mind is a fertile field with rich, moist dirt so that you know that you know that whatever you'll plant will grow. And so if you plant wheat, what do you get? You get wheat. If you plant rice, what do you get? Rice. If you plant corn, what do you get? Corn. If you plant nothing, what do you get? And, of course, the, the reaction most of the time is you get nothing. And the, the answer really is you don't get nothing, you get weeds. And what are the weeds? The weeds are the negativity in life. The weeds are the limitations. The weeds are the, the not enoughs. The weeds are all the things that got thrown in through all, over all the years about the way that we think about ourselves and what we're capable of. And so this concept of leadership, the question is, am I a leader? And, in fact, that brings up what 
Tom Wilhite's answer to the lead, uh, to, to the I am was. He says the the answer to the the I am is I am a leader. And what was he talking about? He says I am a leader of the way that I think. As a result of the way that I think, everything else in my life happens. And so then the question is, and so if we're negative or if we're down or if whatever, in fact, if you talk, if you talk about leadership, there are leadership styles, which we'll get into in a little bit here, but there's negative leaders and there are positive leaders. But if we look at a leader as a, as a positive leader, as, as a leader, I think most people want to be positive leaders. Most people don't want to be like negative leaders. In fact, some people are listening to this, uh, listening to this call for the reason of they recognize that they've been negative leaders and they want to be more positive. And so then the question is, does a positive leader ever have negative thoughts? And sometimes people go, oh, no, 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 uh, you know, positive leader, they only think positive thoughts. Well, my experience is that everybody has negative thoughts. But what does a leader do with the negative thought? A, a leader recognizes that there are only two types of thoughts, negative or positive, and degrees of negativity and degrees of positivity, and takes a negative thought and consciously shifts it more towards positive. And so they're constantly looking at, was that a negative thought? Was that a positive thought? And if it's negative, they identify that it's negative and consciously shift it more towards a positive. And so being as the mind is fertile field, what is your job? Your job is to be a farmer. Your job is to be a guardian. Your job is to chop out the weeds and plant whatever it is that you want to grow. Your job is to recognize when you have negative thoughts and shift them more towards the positive. So what does that mean? That means that, that you... Who are you? Who am I as a human being? Who am I as a man or who am I as a woman? That question is a huge question. And, and what the I am basically tells us is the sky's the limit. You have filled yourself with all kinds of limiting thoughts and limiting beliefs. And the truth is that you have some positive thoughts and some positive beliefs and things that move you forward. So it's not like every thought that people have are negative or limiting. But to a very great extent, most people, if most people were asked to come up with a list of, of things that are fantastic about themselves versus the other sheet side of the, the paper where, you know, draw a line down the middle, things that need work, most people would have a, the long list as a list of things that need work. And we talk about techniques like workshop, or we talk about things like um, um, any of the techniques in the basic, and we talk about the techniques as the sky's the limit. That the, the unconscious mind doesn't recognize little things versus big things as far as goals are concerned. So we look at something like screen of the mind, the genie doesn't know any difference. You know, we, we talked about that with attraction last month. And, and so then what does a leader do? A leader takes their thoughts that are negative and consciously shifts them more towards positive. So now we, we look at it and say, okay, well, I understand that I have that ability to do that. And I, my belief is the reason, one of the reasons why people take advanced seminars or do PLD or work with this and continue to work with this for the rest of their lives is that this is an ongoing process that people, they understand. This is not a, fin there's no finish line to this stuff. We continue to work on it, continue to work on it, continue to work on it. 
And as we continue to work on our leadership of ourselves and we start to believe in ourselves more, then what we do is we expand that out more into other arenas where we're in a relationship with other people, whether it's in significant other relationships or, or as being a parent or, or in our work or city-state world, like I was talking about before. And, and really the, the, the question, it, it keeps tying back to this leadership of self. Who is the man or woman that you want to be? Who is the man or woman that you want to be? And my question is, can you be more of that man or woman today? Can you be more of that man or woman right now? And then the question to that one, you know, when I ask that question, the answer to that one, if what you do is you look at it and say, well, yes, I can, and maybe it's just a baby spit step, maybe it's a little small thing, but if what you do is you recognize you make little small steps, but you're consistently making little small steps, even though the truth of the matter is life is up and down, you'll be tested, you'll go backwards, there'll be times that you go backwards, if what you do is you keep constantly moving forward, you constantly move forward. Not that there are ups and downs, that there are not ups and downs, but you constantly move forward. Then can you be more of the man or woman that you want to be by the end of today than you were at the beginning of today? then the answer to that one is yes. Then you can become more of a leader of who you want to be. And what, what does a leader do? A leader accepts the responsibility of the way that they think. A leader accepts the responsibility of their attitude. So what does a leader do? When a leader has a negative attitude, they go, hmm, this is a negative attitude. What do they do? Shift it more towards the positive. If you got a bad haircut, you got a bad haircut. What do you do with that? You accept that you were the one that sat in the chair. You got a bad haircut. Now what? Well, your hair's going to grow out. <laughs> there must be some analogy here or you know, metaphor in there. there you, know, you got a bad haircut. So things happen in life. Now what? I mean, we, we can take this. And one of the areas that I, I, I'm really, really interested in addressing more as we go here is our personal health. We take personal responsibility for our health. Instead of just going, well, you know, that's the way I am, or this is my metabolism, or that, or whatever, right? And, and certainly, does heredity have something to do with our physical health? Yes. But does that mean that just because your parents had diabetes, or your grandparents, or every, every uh, um, you know, all the way up the, up the chain, they all had diabetes, does that mean you have to have diabetes? In fact, what, what uh, uh, medical science, my understanding is medical science, type 2 diabetes is completely, totally preventable at this point in time. It has to do with diet and exercise. And to a very, very great extent, diet. You know, so we look at this and we go, well, what, what's our personal responsibility for our health? Well, it's whatever you take of it. It doesn't mean that everybody has to be perfectly fit and no disease in their body and they're, you know, they're exactly perfect with their percentage of body fat or whatever it is. What does it mean? It means that you take responsibility for your health, for your physicalness as well. And so leadership of self, we could just simply talk about leadership of self and every single teleseminar be about leadership of self and, frankly, every single bit of every seminar that we do through 
you know, MLS, WLS, or Principia, through PLD, et cetera, et cetera. The truth is, is that we're talking about leadership self everywhere. Okay, now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, set leadership of self aside. What I want to do is to expand on leadership of self as we go into leadership relating to others. Now we talk about leadership when we're talking about relationships. And the one that I, 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 I like to talk about is parenting. Because parenting, here's the thing too, if you've never been a parent or acted in that position, it's difficult to talk about being so in other words if somebody wrote a book about parenting that had never been a parent there may be some really valuable stuff in there but it's really really hard to relate to it because you've never done it and certainly we could do research and etc etc but when it comes to parenting if we step back from it i think most people would agree that their job is to teach their children how to be more than what they are. I think that for most people, the goal of parents is to help their kids have a more extraordinary life than they have. And so what is the piece? what are the pieces in there? Well, number one, in fact, I think most people would agree, is for the child to be responsible. And that concept of responsibility, once again, huge concept. But being responsible, understanding and accepting the responsibility of the way that you think. There we go, maturity. We're talking about the I am again. The answer to the I am is I am a leader. I am a leader. A leader of what? Leader of self. Leader of the way that I think. A leader is responsible. How how do you teach a child to be responsible? How do you teach a child to be happy? I think that most people want their children to be happy. I think most people want their children to be productive citizens. I think they want their children to be successful in life. And we could go on. How do you teach somebody to be trustworthy? How do you teach somebody to have integrity? And, and I think that most people, when they look at this, you know, you know what's neat about, from my perspective, one of the things that's really neat about Psy Seminars, Tom Wilhite said it. He says, We're not saying anything new. What did we do? We put it together differently. Tom Wilhite, I think, you know, amazing, you know, just a genius. You know, Tom and Jane Wilhite, when they put this stuff together, amazing. They put it together differently so that people heard it differently. And I think that most people would agree, you know, to the – yeah, I read a. I was listening. I I read one of the um, thought for the days that you guys can sign up if you want to on the on the. Uh, you know, it gets emailed to your to your uh, to your email inbox, and I read one of them, and it was uh, the 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 goal of being a parent, a great parent, is to have a child not need them. And it's funny. I think that my my son, who's 11 now, I think he was about five years old, and I went, Oh my goodness, I don't want him to not need me. Like that—that was my reaction. You know, I just went, "Oh my goodness, I want him to need me for the rest of his life." But then I thought about it. I stepped back from it, and the truth is, is that that is what I want for him. I want him to be able to stand on his own two feet. I want him to be a leader. I want him to be a leader of himself. I want him to be able to create extraordinary, not because 
you know, that you got a great education or this or that, but just simply because he is worthy and capable and he knows how to do it. And he knows that he knows. And so you know, step back from leading, uh, you know, as a parent, many of us, what do we do? We tell our kids, get out there and risk, but I'll stay home and I'll do the dishes or I'll do the laundry. Get out there and risk it. Do as I say, not as I do. And so what happens is we, we're out there, and so we are out of integrity. So do our children learn what we say, or do they learn who we are? And, I, you know, I ask that question quite often, and, and people, they don't hesitate. They say, our kids learn who we are. And so then the question is, who am I? And it comes back once again to who am I, the I am, who am I as a leader? So am I in integrity? Do I accept responsibility? Do I accept responsibility for my own happiness? Do I accept responsibility for my own success? And if the answer to that one is yes, then I can be an example for my children. So people all the time ask, well, how do I be a better parent? Be more of the man or woman that you want to become. Decide who that is. Maybe write it down. In fact, quite often when people come and staff the basic, the volunteer staff, I ask them, you know, I, 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 do you know the man or woman that you want to become? And a, a homework assignment, go write down. Make a short list or a long list. Write down the man or woman that you want to become. And then my encouragement for people is to become more of that man or woman every day. Every day that they're, they're as part of the staff, every day. You know, and so, you know, as a parent, you know, so I, I'm, I'm going to move on to, to significant other relationships, but but really, the, the question I'm going to ask right now, I think, is one of the most important questions that I can ask. And that question is, is, would you follow you? Would you follow you? And so, you know, there, there are a number of questions that got, that got sent in, and I really, really appreciate people asking all, all the questions. And we're not going to be able to get to all the questions that were asked by any means. But would you follow you really answers, and I don't, I don't have to go into a lot of that. You know, if you look at it, and so, so who am I as a human being? Am I pers- a person that inspires? Am I positive? Am I a leader of self? Because everything else is a result of leadership of self. Would you follow you? And then the question, if you were to answer that question, who is a person that you would want to follow? The truth is that when we get, we're going to get into business and that kind of stuff here as well, but in business, the truth of the matter is some people get into a position of leadership, and all they did is they outlasted the people that were around them. Or they went, oh, my goodness, they've, you know, they've got the most seniority, so we've got to give the, the management position to this person. And all of a sudden they're in a position of leadership, and they're, they're not equipped at all to take on that position. Or maybe what they've done is that they have talked about leadership. Um, um, uh, they have talked about uh, – uh, they've talked in a way they've been a leader that was not a positive leader. And so can you get people to follow you when you're a negative leader? Absolutely, and we'll get more into that in a little bit here. But many people are struggling and going, well, gee, I'm in a position of leadership. I really don't know how to be a leader. And so, again, back up, start at the beginning, leadership of self. 
who is it that you would want to follow? And so most people, when they ask that question, and we looked at it, and one of the things that keeps coming up over and over and over and over is, are you trustworthy? Do you have integrity? Does your word matter? Are you an honest person? I believe that anything else, you might be a happy person, but if you're not honest, it's going to really limit how much people follow you. In fact, one of the things that's been said over and over again uh, is that integrity is the cornerstone of anything long-term. Integrity is a cornerstone of anything long-term. So what does that mean? That means long-term in business. That means long-term in relationship. If you don't trust the people that you're around, why would you want to be around them? Most people wouldn't. And so what does that mean? That means if you want to be somebody that people want to be around, make your word matter. Make it be the cornerstone of everything long-term. And the truth is that that's not an easy thing to do. And I'm going to touch on this in a little bit different way uh, as, as we get towards the end of this thing. Uh, but but um, become somebody that is worthy of respect. I'll also toss this one out. Somebody that inspires people as opposed to demanding of people. And this really gets into when we're talking about business and, and, and leadership in business. And I'm actually going to jump ahead a little bit. Request as opposed to demand. For many people, they are in a position of authority. And so what it is is they can certainly demand of people or require people or boss people around. And do they necessarily get the result that they want out of those people? Yeah, they, that the person might do what they're asking them to. But what happens is, is the person that's doing it would probably feel a lot better is if it was requested as opposed to demanded. And so I'll toss that one out into every relationship, in, in fact, including being a, a great parent. And so let's let's actually move on to a significant other relationship, and then I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back and I'm going to – anyway, all of this stuff really, it, it all mixes together. And so if we look at personal relationships and go leadership and personal relationship, let's look at re- leadership and relationship with with a significant other. One of the things that happened with me back when I went to MLS, which is Men's Leadership Seminar, one of the reasons that I went is I wanted to be able to figure out how to create an extraordinary relationship with an incredibly strong woman that was equal. Because in my observation of most relationships, most relationships somebody dominated. So in other words, they may have been fairly close, but when push came to shove, Somebody always was the dominant person in a relationship. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to be able to figure out how to create an equal relationship with a very strong woman. So it wasn't, you know, a weak woman that I wanted to have an equal relationship. I wanted to be in relationship with a WLS woman, a woman's leadership graduate woman. I wanted to be very in a, in a relationship with a very strong woman but have that relationship be equal. And at that point in time, I had never had any relationship even remotely close to that. And I will certainly say that in my relationship with my wife, she is an amazingly strong woman, amazingly powerful woman. And I believe absolutely that we are in that relationship. And what I'll also say is 
there isn't a part of MLS that was, a, okay, okay, guys, all right, now we're going to talk about how to create an incredible relationship with a equal relationship with a woman of your dreams. I never, never, that wasn't a part of the class, but yet, because it was important to me, that's what I've created. And for, for many people, so so Stephen D- uh, Covey does this in in, uh, in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I think is a fantastic book. You know, Stephen Covey doesn't have anything except for philosophy. Uh, it, there's no connection, no ties with size seminars. And, uh, and he talked about independence. And in relationships, particularly over the last, say, say maybe the, since the 50s, uh, women in particular have been taught to be independent. And they've been taught to be strong. And, and, and what many people have done, you know, the women's lib movement and all that kind of stuff, what they've been taught is they've been taught how to be independent of a man or a significant other. So how to be independent, to be able to stand on their own, because I think that in many cases women in particular have felt as though they needed to be subservient to a man in the past. And so what happened is there are many relationships that were very codependent. So if we look at an independent relationship when we were to hold our, our finger up vertically, uh, uh, that would be an independent relationship. If you took out a, uh, 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 your other finger and you tilted it against that vertical, uh, vertical finger, that would be a, a, a representation of a dependent Relationship. So, in other words, when you took the independent, the vertical finger, and you took it away, then the dependent person would fall. And so, if we look at a, say, a small child, a child is dependent on adults for their very survival. And so, if you took away the adult, then the child would fall. In fact, they would literally die. Uh, and so, if we looked at a codependent relationship, that would be two fingers both tilting on each other, where you take either one away, and and they both would fall. And then if you take it as a relationship and you've got two fingers, both vertical, those are two independent relationships. So those are independent with themselves. And so, in other words, they don't need the other person to be able to be happy. They don't need the other person to be successful. But I think that what is missing with most people's perspective, and and this is just a, a piece that could allow people to be even happier and more powerful, is that what would it be like if both of those people came together? They're both, they both stand on their own independently. But when you bring them both together, intertwine your fingers, the rest of your fingers, and the, the, the total becomes stronger than the sum of the parts. One plus one equals three. Synergy, interdependence, all the same thing. And in Sysemers, we talk about that uh, on Sunday. Well, we don't necessarily talk about it in, in depth, but it really is what we're suggesting as a possibility, interdependence, so that if the other person passed away or that you lost the other person, however you lost them, you'd still be okay. You'd still stand on your own, but together you're just so much more, so much stronger. Where does that begin? It it begins with the I am. It begins with you being a leadership of yourself. It begins with you being okay just the way you are. And what it allows, it allows interdependence. It allows synergy to where you come into contact with somebody else, a significant other, or somebody else on a team, and you become stronger than the the total of the sum of the parts. So 
you know, and you know, we can't possibly talk about relationships and talk about everything about relationships. It's just we, we can't do it in here. And I'm tossing that out as a possibility for people to be able to work on it. Where do you where does that start? It starts with leadership of self. And I want to toss out some different perspectives of possibilities of roles of leaders, both as men and women, and, and I'll toss out the concept of a man being a gentleman. And I think that sometimes people interpret leadership because we're, we're getting into business and we get into leadership in, in companies and, and, in fact, leadership with city or state or or country or world, and we look at it and and um, what does it mean to be a gentleman? And Tom Wilhite talked about it. He says being a gentleman is being strong enough to put other people before you. To be strong enough to put others before you. So that's a different model of, you know, the corporate ladder of, you know, climate and, you know, kind of crushing people on your way up. You know, it really addresses things like win-win. It really addresses really the characteristics of being a leader, and, and it doesn't mean it's the only way to lead. And so let's look at, let's look at a couple of things here. The first question I have, as far as leadership in business or, you know, country, et cetera, et cetera, is do you want to be a leader? Many people don't. In fact, it was Tom Wilhite's belief that most people are followers. Most people don't want to lead. Why don't people want to lead? Well, many people don't want to lead because they don't want to be blamed if it doesn't work out. Some people don't want to lead because they just simply don't want to take the time. The question is, if you don't want to lead, why not? And do you have to lead? No, you don't have to lead. But if you're not, if you don't take up take on leadership, then what happens is you become a victim. You become a victim of somebody else's leadership. And I'm not saying that you have to lead in every area of your life, but what I am saying is is that if you if you back off on leadership of self, if you back off on leadership opportunities that you have, and if you let other people, oh, you can be the leader, you can be the leader, you can be the leader. And what some people hear is they, they hear that being a gentleman, putting other people before you, oh, I'll just let that person lead. Mm, that's not what it says. Being able to be strong enough to put others before you, yes, and being that man or woman that you want to be. And so let's, we'll get more into, into business here. Many people confuse authority with leadership. We started to talk about that uh, uh, a little bit ago. You can be in a position of authority. You can get people to do what you want them to do. Hanging the threat of some disciplinary action or somebody's job, you can hang that over their head all day long, and you can get people to do what you want to do. In fact, you can be reasonably productive that way. And if you want to be extraordinarily productive, if you want to be the leader of a team, then being a leader of a team is not going to be an authoritarian type of leadership. 
if what you're doing, you know, we, we talk about uh, leadership, uh, positive and negative leaders. Why do people follow negative leaders? Because the truth is there are negative leaders all around the world, aren't there? Why do people follow negative leaders? My viewpoint, number one, is survival. And survival, that, that could mean literally physical survival. If I don't follow this person, I will literally die. Or it could be survival in high school or in junior high where, where somebody's a negative leader and, oh, my goodness, if I don't get in with the cool kids, I'm in trouble. And so you can follow negative leaders for a number of different reasons, but one is survival. And so that, for those of you that are familiar with Maslow's Pyramid, that's the lowest level of need that people can have. And the truth is, that's where many people are at. Okay, why else would people follow a negative leader? Well, greed. You know, uh, you know and there, there are certainly some others in there, but how does a negative leader lead? Quite often with anger or with punishment or with revenge. So there's some kind of negative consequence to that person. Negative leaders use fear and anger as motivators. So the question is, is that the kind of leader that you want to be? And some people, if they really look at it, they go, that is how I've been leading. And if you want to be more of a positive leader, which I think the truth is that most people, when they step back from it, they really want to be more of a positive leader, the question is, what motivates people to follow you as a positive leader? In fact, what motivates people, period? Most people are familiar, familiar with the carrot or the stick, and that really talks about motivation. Are you motivated by the carrot? Now, what's the carrot? The carrot is what's possible, getting that reward, you know, what, what, you know a, a vision, that kind of thing, or the stick. The stick is, if I don't do this, if I'm not motivated to do this, then I'm going to lose the house. So if I don't go to work, I'm going to lose the house. I won't be able to feed myself. I'll die, I'll, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and so what is more powerful to most people? For most people, being uh, 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 the stick is more powerful than the carrot. What's possible is not as powerful to most people as if I don't do this, then I've got to, uh, you know, if I don't do it, then, I, then I'm going to pay the price. So paying the price, uh, in fact, what, what's the most powerful motivator for people that when they buy stuff? The takeaway, the fear of loss is the most powerful uh, thing. And that's not positive leadership. How do you motivate other people around you? How do you be a positive leader? How do you create a team of people around you? Well, number one, Again, step back and ask that question, would you follow you? Would you follow you? What characteristics in people, in a, in a person, what are you looking for in a person that you want to follow? I will suggest, we've already covered it, integrity. That person is trustworthy. And it means that you're trustworthy about the little stuff as opposed to just the big stuff. You know, I, I remember I was I was um, driving with a, a friend of mine, and he was uh, on a cell phone. He was driving, right? He was on a cell phone talking to his wife, and his wife apparently had asked him where he was. And his answer was that he was, he said, oh, well, I'm just crossing the, da, 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 I'm on the freeway just crossing whatever street it was. 
And I looked up, and I realized that that was about a mile down the road that we hadn't got to yet. And so he's lying about where he is by a mile. For what? He sold out on his integrity. I I don't know if you've heard this one. Uh, Everyone has a price. What's your price? That's a pretty interesting question, isn't it? So his price was, well, you know, maybe my wife won't be quite as pissed off if I'm actually a mile down the road. Because, you know, I actually left for home about 15 minutes late. So I'm going to be about 15 minutes late. And so I'm going to tell my wife that the traffic was horrible even when it was. As opposed to simply saying, (laughs) I I took off late. Sorry, honey. I'll do my best to be on time next time. If, oh, by the way, what you do is you tell the truth all the time, and you tell people that you're going to be on time next time, but yet you don't make any better effort than you did last time, then that one doesn't wash for long term either. So, so, um, but but think about it. He sold out on his integrity, and what also what happened in my mind instantly. And it's not like I've never been out of integrity. Don't hear that one. But what happened was, right then, I said, I can't trust this guy. This guy has been a friend of mine for a while. I can't trust this guy. Because if he'll sell out on his integrity for being a mile down the road, so maybe his wife won't be quite as pissed off, how can I trust him on the big stuff? So back to characteristics of a positive leader positive leader. What does a positive leader, you know, so we start off with integrity. Talk about being trustworthy. What I will also say is if I look at if people that I want to follow, they've got a vision. They've got a positive vision that I want to be a part of. And whether that's ending world hunger, like in UNICEF, ending world hunger, why do I give to UNICEF? Because it's about a vision of a world where children don't have to die of starvation every day. Where there's enough food to go around. Where there's enough care to go around. So why do I follow that vision? I follow that vision because it's something that inspires me. So if you're going to be a leader, have a vision that inspires you. If you're a leader and you're in a position of authority, meaning you can deal out the dish out the punishment... You can make choices, that kind of stuff, and you want to be more of a positive leader, have a vision. Have a vision. Be about win-win. I do realize that most corporate ladders are set up to crush the competition, climbing on top of other people. Only one person can get ahead. I realize that. And how can you bring win-win into your business? How can you be the person that inspires people? And so let's let's touch on women in business. I think many women in business, when they get into a position of authority, and I'm, I'm this is not by any means a hundred percent, but what I'm saying is that many women in life, when they're they are uh, 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 exposed to an opportunity of leadership. And particularly a, a position of being uh, um, 
having that authority, quite often what they do is they go, okay, now all of a sudden I have to be male energy, whatever they perceive that to be, authoritarian, etc., etc. As opposed to how can I be an amazingly powerful, strong leader as a woman? How can I use my leadership qualities as a woman, the gifts that I was given, how can I be gentle? How can I be enrolling? How can I be attractive? How can I draw people into my vision? How can I draw people into following? How can I become the woman that I want to become? And the truth of the matter is, you can lead however you want to lead. I'm not saying that this is the right way to lead, but what I'm saying is that many people, I think, mistake leadership as that authoritarian, and whether it's man or woman, that authoritarian kind of, let's go, my way or the highway. And if you don't, then you're out of here. I look at my dad. My dad passed away in 08. My dad was one of the most inspiring people in my life. The reason he was, and still is today, is because he is a man, he was a man, that I wanted to be more like. He was a man that I am still aspiring to be. He was honest. He helped other people. He inspired other people. He was a citizen. And what do I mean by that? He was a citizen in the model of the Greeks when they invented democracy. They experimented with all kinds of different leadership models. But in the, in the, in the leadership model of the, the, that the Greeks had of democracy, what that required was that their citizens were involved, that they were involved and they were educated, that they understood the choices that they made. They understood the responsibility of their vote. In our society today, there are many people that don't vote. Why don't people vote? Sometimes it's because they think they don't matter. Sometimes it's because they're making a statement and they're going, fine, I'm just not going to vote. What if you were a citizen, you viewed yourself as a citizen, an informed citizen that had a vote that was important? My dad was that kind of, kind of man. And I'm inspired to be more like him all the time. Would you follow you? Is the world a better place because you're in it? You know, and it's funny, because we're taking this as big as you want to take it. City-state world. And I think it's funny because a lot of times leadership, we stop at city or we stop at state or we stop at, at country. We don't step back far enough from it and say, I'm a citizen of this world. And, you know, it's funny because uh, we, I, we just got done watching the Winter Olympics, and one of the stories that was on there was one of the Olympians. And, and one of the things that inspired this guy constantly 
His dad asked him this question. Why not you? Why not you? And what he meant by that was, why not you winning that gold medal? Why not you being the best? Why not you? My, my question is, why not you? Why not me? Because <laughs> I have to ask that same question to myself, right? Why not you? And inside, how do we say it? We say it, if it's to be, it's up to me. What does a leader do? A re leader takes risks. A leader takes risks no matter what the outcome. A leader accepts the responsibility of the choices that they make. A leader is in motion. A leader isn't just sitting there on their couch thinking positive thoughts, doing nothing. A leader is in motion, doing things. As little or as big a things as you want. And my challenge to everyone, including myself, is to make them bigger. What does a leader do? A leader has passion. A leader has purpose. A leader consciously shifts more towards the positive, recognizes their thoughts are either negative or positive, and shifts them consciously more towards the positive. Thinks about other people, asks as opposed to demands. Thinks win-win, respects other people, treats people as equals learns from their own failures, accepts the responsibility of their thoughts, their actions, their attitude. Uh, a leader gives. A leader forgives. A leader loves. A leader strives for something better all the time. A leader understands that everybody is as good as they can be at this moment in time. Everybody is as good as they can be at this moment in time. What does that mean? That means you're the best you can be. It means your kids are as good as they can be at this moment in time. What it allows you to do, I think, a lot easier is forgive yourself for not being the parent that you want to be or the husband or the wife that you want to be. Now, just forgiving yourself isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card. What does that allow you to do? It allows you to move forward. Forgive yourself. Forgive your kids. Forgive yourself for not being the example that you want to be, for not knowing how. Forgive. That's what a leader does. And, you know, I'm involved with uh, with Boy Scouts, and I, I, I just want to kind of close with something here or kind of wrap it a little bit. And actually, we're going to take some questions, and I'll wrap it in, in a bit here. But the Boy Scout law. Boy Scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Okay. Now, those of you that haven't been Scouts, you might go, oh, they're Scouts, you know. <laughs> so those of you that have been Scouts, most likely you remember it. A Scout is trustworthy. What does that mean? Integrity is the cornerstone of anything long-term. Be somebody that you are willing to follow. And the truth of the matter is, you can say all the right words, but we are very, very, very subjective as people. We get it when people are out of integrity. Be the man or woman that you want to be. I've often heard that, in, that, 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 um, um, that what really matters 
is what you do when nobody's looking. What really matters is what you do when nobody's looking. Character. So, scout is trustworthy. Scout is loyal. So what is loyal? What loyalty? Does that mean supporting people and stuff that you know is negative? No. What it means is, I got your back. Does that mean supporting people in doing things that are negative? No. But they're loyal to that person, and they're supportive of that person. They're helpful. In fact, that gets into the next thing. Helpful. Be of service. If you are being of service in your life, if you're being of service to the other people in your family, to your kids, uh, to the people in your business, you are somebody that people want to follow. Trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly. One of the things that is most attractive from my perspective about people, something that attracted me to my wife, the moment that I met her, she was absolutely friendly. She was absolutely happy. She, you know, excited out of her mind on all kinds of things. Now, do we have ups and downs? Yeah, we've all got ups and downs. But she is one of the most friendly, cheerful, outgoing people I've ever met. That is attractive. Treat people as you would want to be treated, as equals. As many of these tie into it. Uh, a scout is courteous. Be a gentleman. Be strong enough to put others before you. Be courteous to other people. Respect people for their opinions, their ideas. Just because they're not the same as yours doesn't mean it's not a valid idea or valid opinion. Be kind. Givers gain. Give the benefit of the doubt. Now, being kind and being given the benefit of the doubt doesn't mean being stupid. Be kind. Be kind to yourself. What does that also mean? That means give. That means forgive. Again, a lot of these overlap. Trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient. A great leader is a great follower. What does that mean? Be a great follower to yourself, to your heart, to what you know is right. But it also means to be a great follower when you're in the presence of somebody else in their leadership. As opposed to going, well, I could do it better or whatever. That's not the way I would do it. You get with that person and go, hey, if there's some direction that you're not liking how it goes, you give that person go, hey, and enroll them into a different direction. Be willing to follow when needed, willing to change. A scout is cheerful. Again, I really already talked about that, only two kinds of thoughts, negative and positive. Who do you want to be? A, a, a scout is thrifty. What does that mean? That means not be wasteful. The truth is, is that in our society, in America, it's really easy to be wasteful because there's abundance all around us. Some people, as they're listening to this call, they go, oh, no, I don't have that much abundance. Look around. There's a tremendous amount of abundance. And if what we do is we're actually conserving, it just simply means you're not being wasteful. But whatever it is that we're doing, so that means it could be money, it could be resources, it could be up the earth. A scout is brave. What does that mean? A scout takes risks. A scout has courage. A scout's in motion. And the next thing is clean. And clean of what? 
That means you're clean of body and mind. And isn't that the kind of person that most people want to become? I think it is for most people. So you constantly are working on cleaning the mind. And the last thing is reverence. And that means respectful. beliefs. You know, President Ford was asked, you know, uh, President Ford was was appointed. He was the minority leader in the House of Representatives. And this is when Nixon was going through uh, impeachment and Agnew resigned and he was uh, he was called up as as vice president and then Nixon um, uh, left office and then and um, and President Ford became president, and he was acutely aware of not being elected to office. And quite often, people would accuse him of being too much of a Boy Scout. And uh, and uh, he actually replied to it this way: uh, He says, "A scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent." He basically commented that that wasn't bad for somebody that learned it 46 years before that. He says, and a Boy Scout oath is, on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country and to obey the Scout laws, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. And then he wrapped it up with this. He says, well, if those are not the goals of the people of the United States, what they want their president to live up to, then I must draw this conclusion. Either you have the wrong man or I have the wrong country. And I don't believe either is so. And so, you know, I, 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 you know, I kind of take a little sidestep into Boy Scouts, but we're, 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 we step back from it. And again, I ask the question, would you follow you? Are you becoming the man or woman that you want to become? Do you have a vision? Are you willing to pay the price? So with that, Kat, uh, we've got a bunch of questions. <laughs> I know I've been talking and talking here, but uh, uh, what do you got for me? So, you know, Paul, I could listen to you all night uh, because you are truly one of the most inspiring leaders that I know personally. Uh, we have actually reached our hour for the call so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but I, 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 you know, I didn't want to interrupt you because what you, what you were saying, uh, was so important. So here's what I'm thinking. Well, I, I, I should have taken some leadership in that time management. Thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who oh, could have, could have, could have, yes. So here's All what right. I'm thinking is that we wrap up the call here and uh, uh, let everyone go at our hour, and then we'll answer some questions off air and put that on the podcast as a follow-up. How about that? Awesome. Awesome. Very okay. good. Great. So thank you to everyone who uh, is on the call tonight. Uh, and we do have, I don't know, five minutes if there's anything that you want to wrap for this portion of the call, Paul. Well, you know, I think that we've certainly we've touched on a lot of things and we can't possibly have, talked about everything when it comes to leadership it's just an enormous subject and and i think that the important things in there are really what i i kept talking about over and over again and that is would you follow you becoming the man that i want to become i realize that i am becoming more of that man every day and not that there is some kind of finish line it's not like 
I mean, I don't care who it is. If, if you're a leader, you have negative thoughts. You can always challenge yourself to be more of that leader. And, I, you know, I, I'm inspired, frankly, by when I go facilitate a basic, I'm inspired by the students in the class. I'm inspired by the staff that comes and, and, and volunteers to, to uh, you know, to help, uh, you know, put the class on. I am constantly inspired by the people that work for this company in their constant goal to become more of who they want to be. And my biggest challenge to me is really to listen to what comes out of my mouth. And, and, <laughs> and I it, it's, just, it's just, you know, it's, frankly, it's been a lot of fun. I did my basic, basic excuse me, my basic back in 1991. And it's just such a neat journey that, uh, that I've decided to be on. And I realize that I'm becoming more of that man every day. And um, so with that, like I said, I just, I just want to thank everybody for, for allowing me to be a part of their life. And hopefully there's something in here that, uh, you know, that they get out of it that, that uh, helps them become more of that man or woman that they want to become. And certainly uh, I, I am really, really lucky in that I get to go do a refresher course every time I facilitate a basic seminar. And I would certainly encourage people uh, you know, to get back into it and, and uh, you know, staff or re-audits or, or take another class uh, as well. So anyway, Kat, thank you very much for letting me uh, be a part of, of their lives again. And um, there you go. It's all yours. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do the call tonight. And as I mentioned, we'll uh, post on the podcast the answers to as many questions as we can fit into another session. And thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. It's scheduled for Tuesday, April 8th, and the topic is intention. Uh, This is a very exciting topic, uh, all about uh, your intention and how to... Uh, be clear about what it is that you want and how to get what it is that you want. So you can register now at psiteleseminars.com. Remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's psiteleseminars.com. As many of you know, we post live updates during the call on our Facebook page, and we love having your input. You can go to facebook.com forward slash psiseminars, share your thoughts about the call, and let us know how you're going to be more of a leader in your life. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our courses as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. Again, thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night and uh, look forward to having you on the podcast. You can listen to it on iTunes or at PSISeminarsPodcast.com. There you will find uh, not only the recording of this call, uh, but also the recording of all of our past teleseminars. So there's a wealth of information there on our podcast. Uh, We look forward to uh, providing you with calls each month and uh, are very excited to have them online as a place that, that you can always get a refresher on the tools, techniques, and concepts. So thank you, everyone, for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.